just thought of it, but we ended our year last Sunday together celebrating the birth of Jesus. At the end, at the end of a season, we celebrated hope, right? Today you get a, a graveside sermon to start your new year. As we, uh, in a few moments, we'll celebrate communion, the enduring symbol of Christ's brokenness is being poured out for us. It's, uh, it's maybe an odd place to start. It's maybe an odd place to start the new year, thinking about death, thinking about, I'll fly away, I'll fly away. Perfect song, Ricky. Um... I haven't done many graveside sermons. In fact, I've just done one graveside sermon. I've done a few graveside prayers, but only one graveside sermon, and uh, I wasn't planning on it. I was at the funeral of a, uh, of a dear friend, a friend of this church, who passed uh, about five years ago now from a uh, pretty tough battle with brain cancer. And I was at his funeral, and I, I had a part in the funeral, and... Uh, I get in, the, get in the car with the other minister in the procession to head to the, uh, the burial plot about three and a half miles away. And as I'm getting in the car, the other minister, who was kind of taking the lead on the, on the funeral, he said, I want, you to say the, I want you to say the graveside. And I said, well, like a prayer? He said, no, no, I want you to, I want you to do the graveside message. And I said, Okay. And uh, I figured I had three and a half miles. And, you know, funeral processions, they go super slow, you know. And I figured, well, I've got, I've got five minutes. What do, I, what do I got here? Five minutes. And uh, I realized after about a half a mile that the police were stopping all the lights. So we were blowing through red lights. We were, we were moving. I'm like, man, this is, I don't have much time. It's crunch time. And um, it was hard because this, this is a dear, dear friend. This church... Um, may not be here had it not been for this man. And uh, anytime I th- in life where I come to a place where uh, I, I want wisdom, uh, I always think of my friend Tom, and uh, I miss him every time I think of him. And, and so I wanted, I wanted something worth this man's life in those moments. And so I was frantically going through my mind, what, what, do, I, what do I say? What am I going to say? And uh, a passage from uh, the book of Joshua came to mind. It's Joshua 22. The story goes like this, that when Moses brought the nation of Israel out of the promised land and they attempted for the first time to, or out of the wilderness and out of bondage, to go into the promised land and they they had made the first attempt to go into the promised land out of the wilderness, they got just up towards the Jordan and uh, they camped out there trying to get ready and um, two and a half of the 12 tribes came to Moses and they, they, said, they said something like this. Moses, um, listen, I know that the land over there is a land flowing with milk and honey and it's the blessed land that we've been promised and it's ours and it's great and I can't wait to get there. We can't wait to get there. We're going there. That's great. We're following you there, Moses. But listen, uh, this land right here, it's pretty nice too. I mean, uh, we're cattlemen. These, these tribes just happen to be cattlemen specifically. They, we, we'd be great right here, us and our families and our kids. How about we just camp out here and we just make our lives for ourselves here? You guys split the rest of the promised land up 
now among the, what is it, nine and a half of you. And uh, Moses at first, he said, man, I, are you crazy? This is my translation. You, you can't do that. Here's what he was worried about. He was worried that those two and a half tribes were bailing on the nation of Israel. See, because the plan was that the tribes go into the promised land and they, they take it. They had to fight for what was theirs. And that, that was God's plan. That's what God had told them to do. And Moses was the leader of that plan. He said, listen, we didn't come all this way to stop here just because this looks nice. What God has promised us is over there. And uh, these, these guys, recognizing what Moses was asking, namely, are, are, you, are you copping out on us? Are you just being cowards? Are you bailing on the nation before we get what is rightfully ours? They recognized that that was Moses' concern. They came back and said, no, 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 no. Listen, that, that's not what we're saying. We're, we're not bailing on the nation. In fact, we're going with you into the promised land. All of our men of age, all of our men of war will go. We're going to leave the women and kids here. We're going to, we're going to pop the tents up, and we're going to let them go ahead and stay here. But listen, here is our commitment, Moses, to you and to the nation of Israel. We're not cowards. We will go. And not until the land is secure will we come home again. Now, that's, that's good stuff, right? And Moses said, all right, I can, I can take that. God, you okay with that? Okay, good. I'll hold you to your word. You don't get to come home. You don't get to return to your tents, to your portion of the land you don't get it until everybody else has theirs. Deal? Deal. You know how the story goes. They don't, they don't make it in that go-round, and uh, there's some wilderness wanderings. But those tribes have that commitment, and that commitment handed down to them. Joshua comes along, and in Joshua 1, uh, we, get a, we get a small review of that story. And the leaders of the tribe now in Joshua's day come to Joshua, who's the new leader, and they say, Joshua, listen. You're our new leader, and we're following you in, just as our forefathers said we would. This is the land that we've decided to keep, but we're not staying. We're going in. And they re-upped their commitment, and they said, we will be faithful until the end. And until you release us from this commitment, we are men of war with the rest of Israel. And Joshua said, Amen. Let's go. And the story goes that they went in. They went in and they, uh, and, and, and they had some problems securing the land and they didn't do as a nation everything that they should do. But generally speaking, they finished the job. Joshua 22 says this. And this is the passage that uh, came to mind on that, on that short drive to my friend's burial plot. Then Joshua summoned the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Those are the guys. And here's what he said. You have kept all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you and have listened to my voice and all that I have commanded you. You've not forsaken your brothers these many days all the way to this day, but have kept the charge of the commandment of the Lord your God. And now... The Lord your God has given you rest. Rest to your brothers. 
and he spoke to them, Therefore, turn now and go to your tents, to the land of your possession, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave to you beyond the Jordan. And I, I stood uh, over my friend's casket and I said, uh, My friend has been faithful all the way to the end. Um, through surgeries and treatments and um, all the way up to that point, uh, this man lived, lived out one verse of Scripture with, with all he could muster, that God is love. And uh, I looked down and they had put that on his, on his tombstone, God is love. And I said, this, this man, he was faithful. For as long as I've known him, he's, he's been a faithful friend. He's been a faithful church member. He's been a faithful, wise counselor. He's been a faithful father. He's been a faithful husband in ways that um, um, not many of us men could be. He, he, was, a, he was a faithful servant to his country. And... Um, even in his dying, even in his dying, the guy was amazingly faithful. And it was as if the Lord said, Tom, you fulfilled your commitment. You can return to your, your portion. Break camp, soldier. Good warrior, break, break camp. It's time to go home. It's time to go home. Um, I heard someone say recently that if you want to finish life well, if you want to finish life well, finish today well. And I would add to that, and then finish tomorrow well. And then finish that next day well. This January 1st, it's, uh, it's the time we start our our resolutions, right? We buy new running shoes and get gym memberships and um, eat crazy stuff. And we start, we start down a, a good path. We make resolutions. And, and I would tell you that those are good, even those crazy ones. They're good. I love the new year. There's something about it that we've built into our culture where we, we, we make fresh commitments. And I'll just say that that's That's good. There's a principle in life that if you, that if you want to finish well, you've got you to start well. That before, you, that before you start down any road, you need to know your destination. If not, you're just traveling down a road with, with no goal in mind. If you don't know where your destination is, then you're not even lost because you have nowhere to go. Is that, does that resonate with you? There's something to the fact that if you want to finish well, here at the start, know where you're going. Uh, a few weeks ago, I gave you index cards, much like the ones that are now in your seats once again. And I said to you, we're coming upon the new year. Use these cards. Ask God what He wants from you. What does God resolve for you? 
And I said, take the next few weeks as we lead up to the new year. Write them down. I've given you another card. In just a moment, we're going we're gonna to participate in communion together. And um, I think it's a good place. It's a good place where we celebrate the commitment of our Savior unto His death that we re-up our commitment. Amen? That we re-evaluate. And, and here's really what I want you to do. As the plates are passed, as the elements are passed, as you hold your bread or as you hold your cup, would you just, would you just listen? And in your heart and mind, just ask some simple questions. God, what do you, what do you want from me? And then, and then listen. And as things start flooding into your mind, maybe some of them are you, maybe some of them are the Holy Spirit. I know it's, I know it's sometimes hard to tell. But as best you can, just ask the question and then listen. And then whatever answers you get, just start filling that card in. If you've got a pen, just fill it in. If you just want to imagine what you're filling in, that's fine. I like to write things down. But fill in your card. Say, God, what is it I need to stop? What do I need to just stop? What is it, what is it that I need to start? Where do I need to get better, God? Where do I need to focus in, maybe? Maybe that's your question. Where do I just need to let go? Where do I need to just take hands off? God, what do you want? It's an it's amazingly simple question. But I'm afraid that we, we don't do that enough between us and God. We, we don't... We don't give him permission and we don't give him that space after the questions enough to answer and say, yeah, I I do want to direct the course of your life. I I am Lord and not just Savior. And and let's let's go this way. I believe he he will lovingly do that. And it may be a hard hard place. It may be a place of sin where he says, that's got to go. That's got to go. And that may sting. In any case, I believe this morning he's going to come in a loving way and he's going, to, he's going to direct the course. The question is, will you listen? Will you listen? Don't worry about uh, how resolute you can be. Don't worry about six months from now. Don't worry about six weeks or six days from now. About how well you'll do with whatever he asks of you. Just listen to what he's asking. That's where we need to start. What does he want? You see, we all hopefully have in mind where we want our life to end. Men, like what kind of men we want to be in the final evaluation of things? What kind of husbands we want to be remembered as? What kind of fathers we want to be remembered as by our children? What kind of church members we want to be known as? When someone stands over us, when we fly away, what do we want to, what do we want to be remembered as? What, what, not just for our own pride, but for the glory of God, do we want our life to be summed up as? For my friend Tom, you could sum up his life that he lived out. God is love. God is love. That's a good, that's a good way to end. So here at the beginning of a new year, I think it's appropriate to know from the beginning what we want in the end. Ask God, where do you want me to go? What do I need to change? What do I need to do? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to grab hold of? Here I am right now. Step one, day one. Forgetting the past, pressing on forward, God, what do you want? I repent if I need to repent. 
I'll confess where I need to confess. I'll rest where I need to rest, and I will war where I need to war. What does God want for you? If you're, if you're helping with uh, communion, come on up. Amen. While they're, uh, while they're passing the elements, would you just take a moment and uh, be in prayer and just ask, ask God. You've got a card if you want to use a card. Use a card. Think about how you want to finish. Think about the flying away part here on the first day of a new year. And then back up and say, how do I finish well today so that I can finish well in life? All right, you pray while they pass. Just hold on to that while the men pass and I will, uh, I'll bless it here in just a moment for us. As they do, let me give you just a couple of, uh, couple of cautions. If you're not sure that you have a born-again relationship with Jesus, let me caution you not to take lightly the elements of the, the Lord's table. Scripture does not, and so I encourage you, you to not. If you're not sure that you have a born-again relationship with Jesus Christ, that He has paid your sin debt and you've received that free gift, why don't you just let it go today? No one's going to think the different. Here's why. Because there's someone else who might need to just let the plate pass this morning. It's, uh, it's the you or I, and, and I've been there, who knows that uh, your life, your life is not where it needs to be. And not that God is not gracious, and not that he hasn't already paid your sin debt. But in your heart, he's not allowed you to settle with something. And until you settle with something, he would have you to just, just wait on participating in this communion. And so if that's you, just let it pass. Final caution. Uh, we have our children in here today, our older children. Let me just encourage you to prayerfully consider uh, if your children are not yet born again, their participation in communion. And I will leave that any further to you parents and your, your discretion. While they were eating, Jesus took some bread and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to them and said, take it. This is my body.
Lord, most of us know how we want to finish if we give it some thought. And maybe we, maybe we, maybe we fall short there. Maybe we don't give it enough thought. Maybe we live so much in our today that we, we haven't thought about the bigger picture. That in the final evaluation of our life, will we have measured up to uh, your desires for us? And so, Lord, we, uh, we quietly ask you now to fill out our card. We're going to listen right now. taken a cup, given thanks, he gave to them and they drank from it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Take and drink. too young to make resolutions for the Lord. A guy named Jonathan Edwards, maybe some of you have heard of him, he made some resolutions. Says the mass of them, I think, were made when he was 13 years old. If you've ever read any of them, you would think he was in his in his latter years. The wisdom, the depth of commitment. You're never too young to resolve to the Lord. And it should probably be said, you're never too old. Might we all in our, in our last days fit into Joshua 22 that we've finished well. And then in our last days, we didn't spiritually retire. It may be that um, you're on that end of life. You're in the fourth quarter. Can I say that God has no less desire to use you than he does the youngest of child in this room? Just ask. Ask him what he wants. So Lord, we take a moment and we ask. We settle our hearts and we listen. Fill out our card. Thank you that your mercies are new every day. Every day. I thank you that the 
the banner you wave over us is love. We march under your love. I thank you that we are slaves to grace and not law. That we are compelled by your love. That it's your kindness that leads us to repentance. So Lord, we start the new year with smiles on our faces. With the end in mind, we set our course. We do it at your your prompting. Lord, I ask on behalf of this congregation that you would help us. Help us to find the place between this life as a war and a battle. The thing that Paul fought a good fight against. The thing he called us to be active duty soldiers in. Father, there is a war. There is a battle. But would you help us to find the place in between that war and that battle? said that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So Lord, it, it needs to be said that this, the intent of today is not, to, is not to weigh heavy on the troops, is not to burden the troops with a calling that is heavier than what you're calling us to, Father. There, there is some place in between this war and this battle that we're in and this fight that we have and the rest you have called us to. And, and Lord, I'll, I'll confess that I'm not, I'm not sure where that place is and I'm, I'm searching for it myself. To rest in life, to enjoy and to smile and to live and to be free and to let your, your burden be light and your yoke be easy. Lord, to not to not feel my relationship with you as something that is heavy, but something that is freeing and encouraging. But yet, but yet to be a good soldier. So Lord, wherever it is that wherever it is that there is that place between, would you help us to find it? I, I don't know that balance is the right word, Lord. Lord, if these men and women and children are going to ask the question of what you want of them, Lord, it'd be easy to fall one way or another. And so, Lord, would you help us to find the place between that you're calling us to be fully engaged and completely at rest. Lord, we need your wisdom and we need your help. And we give you today the first of many. Tomorrow we'll give you tomorrow. And the next we'll give to you as well. So that at the end of our days, they'll add up to your great glory. We pray in Jesus' name, who is our cornerstone. Amen.